Hello guys, welcome back to my podcast. My name is Rhoda Jang. If you are new here, you are welcome. I do appreciate you for clicking and staying here to listen to this podcast. So today I'm going to be speaking on the power of listening. I know this sounds old. Um I I found out that listening is often overlooked yet it's an essential part of any conversation be it spoken or unspoken verbal or nonverbal like that listening has some of the most advantages especially when it is practiced well be it in our prayer life spiritual life or in our everyday ordinary life i'm going to be using scriptures as well as life examples to support this topic the aim is to get us to have an understanding of why we should listen more than we speak After all, that's why we have two ears and one mouth. That is a reminder that we should listen more than what than we speak. But often the opposite is what happens a lot. People want to be heard, they want to have self-validation, they want to be they want to be speaking they want to be driving the points and they want to crush everyone's point hence they don't listen with the intention to understand what another person is saying they often listen with the intention to answer it's all about me 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 so as for me i never realized how bad i was at listening until i actually tried to become a better listener So we also want to look at what does the Bible teaches us about listening. Most scriptures would refer to it as hearing. I think that's the same thing as listening, right? So we often hear people saying, "God has been talking to me. I've heard from God. The word of God spoke to me." I used to think these people were so phenomenal. Uh that was unbelievably great or oh, I doubted that a lot. So my prayer was I wanted God. I was always saying, God, let your voice become the loudest one so I can hear um you and let it be the one that I'm most sensitive to. Then I realized that God doesn't speak to us that out loud, just like we hear or just like we see in the movies, you know. His his voice often uh is often so calm and uh this often happens through things and um it's easy to miss if you are not listening or if you're not paying attention you can easily miss this have you ever felt like um you had the age to do something nice for somebody out of nowhere you just feel like you can offer your help you want to call somebody check on someone suddenly you feel like you meet somebody you haven't spoken to them you want to be in touch with them and that age wouldn't go until you had to fulfill it that's also how god will speak to you will be speaking to you uh sometimes we often say the universe was speaking to me indirectly is god speaking to you it means you've been listening you've been hearing it so we may want to refer it as my intuition something like that it can be in times like you don't feel like going somewhere or doing something and later you can hear maybe something bad happens where you intended to go but it didn't go in other words that was god telling you not to go there because there was danger ahead so god was 
telling you or giving you signs not to do something it's not like you were thinking it out of your own you know like that so when we are going through some challenging times we often get stressed confused and emotions are everywhere and during this time it's often when we uh, like when it's time when we keep still we hear god's voice if you leave everything in god's hands you surely can hear god's voice a solution may come from some, from nowhere you can't even explain how you figure it out sometimes you can actually hear a voice inside you speaking to you some people refers to it as the sixth sense right but to me i feel like that is the way god will be speaking to you so it say in the absence of all the chaos God will speak to you. You will hear that voice. So when you calm your mind, the voice comes out so loud. So trusting it is the only way that you can do and you can never go wrong. So you hear people say, "Oh, my sixth sense never go wrong." Yes, God never goes wrong because he has everything planned for you. He knows your way. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow or the minute after now. He knows everything is is in his control. So if you try to put things in your own control, that's where you go wrong. But if you give everything in God's control and listen to his instructions. So this is something that you need to practice. Practice to listen. When you are going through trouble, turbulent trials and turbulences, try as much as you can to listen or give your ear to what would God do what will God say about this surely you find the answers and you find in most cases things that we stress about at the end of the day are not even stressful because you won't even know how you came out of that situation like i say if you listen to God you will not even waste a single minute of your time stressing about things because God has all the solutions all you need to do is listen carefully and listen attentively attentively so um i'm trusting my instincts that's also god speaking to you when you trust your instincts it's also god's way of speaking to you again listening better will come in handy without this ability you will miss on the times when god speaks to you so however we live in a world that is full of chaotic i can say a chaotic world is hard to listen with so much distractions going on um i want to call this time we live in the age of communication with lots of phones computers social media there's a lot talking going on but the big question is does anyone care to listen really does anyone care to listen more than the need to be heard this so much there's so much inter, uh, interruption and disruption everywhere for example nowadays people are more about self validation is all about me 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 if we are more or if we care more about others it will be easier to eliminate misunderstandings we will be able to hear or to listen and understand uh the spoken and unspoken words when i say unspoken it could be body language you can read this if you listen pay attention to the to somebody you can get this you can read the words they don't say out you can read them you can listen to them out loud so my pretty point here is listen with the intent to understand not with the intent to reply let me give you an example i do have a friend of mine we call her miss i know everything and she knows that uh whenever i have something personal to rent on or speak about uh she won't listen with the intention to see where i need help i however 
in most cases she can help um, or I, I expect her to listen so that she can help to make my situation better. Rather, she always have a situation she knows or somebody she knows or a story of her own that's relating to mine. In short, the conversation will not be better. No solution will come out of it. <laughs> right. So in this case, it's an ability that she listens. Yes, but she doesn't listen to help or to understand where you're coming from. So when you listen, you validate the worth of another. If we all could learn to truly listen, I do believe that the world would be as much more peaceful place to live on. In my everyday life, I hear a lot of talking, but less listening. Most conflicts we have are as a result of bad listening. So listening better has huge advantages. For example, listening to our kids will mold them to be better citizens, better friends, better parents, better students, and better parents in the future. It eliminates divorces and family feuds that often arise as a result of bad listening. So listening can grow strong companies, stronger companies. Irregardless of one's position in an organization, we ought to listen to one another one another's point of view a cleaner can make a useful suggestion for the better of the company a delivery man can also do the same a manager can also do the same so the importance here is to listen and validate each other i want to drive this point home with a reference to the book of james james 1 verse 19 verse 19 to 20. understand this my Dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness of God's desires. So all I'm trying to say is, if we can try to listen to each other with the intentions to understand each other, our communication will be strengthened, our relationships will be better, everything we'll do will be better. All problems we have will be eliminated because we'll be able to understand where one is coming from, where one's point of view is coming from without the urge to want to be listened to, to validate oneself. With all this being said, guys, I hope we can all try to learn and exercise this um, ability, exercise this, become a better listener. As you stop uh, listening to my um, podcast right now, the moment you stop, try exercising this with the people around you. If you are alone right now, try to practice listening listening listen to the voice inside your body what is it telling you what is it telling you to do listen to the people around you with good intentions and be slow to speak with all that said thank you for listening guys i'll catch up with you in the next episode have a great day goodbye okay we can start Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's been long. I know for the past two Sundays, I was not here. I think some of you may have noticed, of course, <laughs> right? We were not here. Yeah. The, uh, the first Sunday of this month and the second Sunday of this month, we were unable to come uh, to church. Uh, the second Sunday, we were working. You know, I work in a Chinese school. So when we do have long holidays, we sometimes have to make up for the 
holidays or the time we use we're supposed to be working so last sunday we were in school as at the, uh we i usually start my lunch break at uh 11 30 but i wasn't too sure whether it was okay for me to come here or whether everyone was here because i don't know in Jongshi whether you had to uh make up for the classes as well or not no you you don't have to no. well, oh. we do but it's different i think we have a vacation oh it was a vacation for you yes oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> for us we had a seven day week working week a seven day working week you can imagine it's exhausting but anyway uh the brighter side always comes you know after a long week weekend came we are here we are resting we are refreshed so yeah thank you for being here today and uh today i am going to be speaking on the power of listening um i think for some of us we may think oh it's so old why the power of listening sorry oh, sorry the power last, of listening last sunday is the power of yes it's listening from god's voice really <laughs> Oh, nice. it's a reinforcement. Yeah, my, my, um, like, since I got the schedule that I was going to be a speaker on the third Sunday in this month, I just had this uh, message in my head. It was just repeating itself, like, I need to address this. I need to talk about listening. Uh, because listening, as it may sound to be something that, not, that is not important, but it's often overlooked, yet it's essential in any conversation. Mm. Being it a verbal or non-verbal, it's very important. Having the ability to listen can put you in a position that you may be able to understand things that you wouldn't if you don't put yourself in that position to be able to listen to others. Also, listening is, um, uh, nowadays we look at the world, in the world that we live in, listening is often overlooked, like I said before. Uh, people now are more caring of, to validate themselves. People care more of uh, being had, like wanting to say things, they want to tell people there. We look, like you said, we live in the age of communication whereby there are phones, computers, social media especially. So most people will care more of, on how to make people hear them, how to talk to others, how to validate themselves, what we call self-validation. So often we lack or miss this opportunity to listen to others, to understand others. So hence today, I decided to pick this topic and address uh, this topic of listening. So, we, as you know, listening has a lot of advantages. Um, biblically, I think in the Bible, it speaks more of this as well. When we talk of uh, hearing the word of God, um, it talks more of understanding others. It talks more of uh, uh, slowing to anger and putting more effort in listening before you can react. Uh, which I want to say, I'm going to be using some scriptures as well as life examples to support this topic. Uh, my aim here is to 
get us to have a better understanding of why we should listen some more um, or listen more than we speak. After all, that's why we have two ears and one mouth. I think this is a way to show that we must listen some more and limit the way we talk or limit the way we speak or the need to be heard and put more effort in listening. Because when we put all our efforts in listening, we can actually understand people better when we listen to them. Um, I want to give an example. Like for me, I was not always a better uh, listener myself. Um, every time I had an interaction with anybody or with people, or when I'm listening to something, I always had things running in my mind, like I'm ready to answer or I already have my own situation that I want to share before I actually grasp what the other person or the speaker is trying to say. So recently, um, actually I started learning to become more attentive on this when, after I became a mom. I think for all parents, you may relate that we have kids, we have children. Sometimes we feel like, oh, they're so annoying. Uh, they are making so much noise. But if you take, we take our time to listen to them, um, we may actually read that the noise they are making is not actually that they want to annoy us or they want to be just naughty or get more attention from us. Sometimes they are speaking to us. And by listening to them or giving them our ear, we can actually learn from them. Because I want to believe that we are not all born ready to be parents. It's something that comes naturally, and naturally, sorry. And we, we learn as we go. Sometimes we learn through listening to our children, through taking more attention, listening to them, uh, paying more attention to what they are doing. We can tell. For example, if we have a child, a baby, for example, usually they cannot speak. They cannot tell what's wrong with them, right? Um, they may try to give you warnings, they may try to make some sounds that if you are not paying attention, you may miss. Maybe the child is in danger, but if you are not paying attention, you may miss all these warnings. That's where listening comes or becomes more essential, that we need it, not only for our, our own benefit, but for the whole family, for the whole organization, or the community we live in. Sometimes we may have people that are hurting among us, and some people are not good at speaking. But we may see, if we listen, now that's a non-verbal because they can't say it. But if we listen, we pay attention to them, we can read them. We can have this ability to read or see that this person is in need. They have a need. Maybe they, can, they can't ask us. But by watching, listening to them, we can tell that they need help. They are in pain. They need comfort, they need help by just listening to somebody. So in the Bible, if we look at uh, scriptures like um, mostly Proverbs, I don't know if all of you or some of you are aware of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs mainly uh, talk of this, like hearing, hear my commandments, do this, do that. Sometimes in this book of Proverbs, it teaches us a lot on uh, listening and paying more attention and the importance that comes with that. It also teaches us that by mere listening to others, we avoid a lot of problems 
some problems may come just because we lack the ability to listen to others. Uh, for instance, I want to give another example. For instance, have you ever seen when pe two people are fighting and um, maybe you try to stop them? And before you ask what happened, everyone is trying to say something. This one is trying to say, I'm right, I do this. And the other one is saying, I'm right. Everyone wants to be heard. And if you just take, take a step back and let them do this, you find that it may take hours and nothing good will come out of it. Because everyone will be right in their own opinion. Everyone will have points to prove why they are right. right? But if we take time, or you take time, or give the two parties an understanding that if you listen to what he's going to say, or if you listen to what she's going to say, we may find that the fight or the altercation that was there, it's nothing. Actually, in the beginning, there was no problem at all, but it was just a lack of understanding. It was a lack of listening to one another that led them into this Raphael, that made this anger build up. So I find that listening is something that we don't usually consider as important, yet it's essential in everything that we do. I want to believe that most of us here, we are teachers. And uh, you find that when we are teachers, we have an upper hand, right? Um, and when you look at students, sometimes we may feel that um, we give homework, for example. We give homework, go and do this. Tomorrow you have to submit it. And we do have some students who, have, who may have excuses every time. Maybe my dog ate my homework. Maybe my sister tear my homework or something happens. They come with excuses. But sometimes we may take this as they don't want to do it. But actually there is an underlining major problem that could be happening at home. Maybe the parents are not in good books. And it's an environment that even a child cannot, cannot con uh, concentrate at the same time the child may not go to school and divulge this to the teachers and share that my parents are always fighting at home. But by just looking at the child, you may see these traits. If you listen to the child or try to give an ear to the child before criticizing uh, the student why they are not doing their homework on time, why they are always giving excuses, if you let them speak, sometimes, they may tell you more, they may open up to you, that you end up knowing things that you were not expecting to know. Because I think in most scenarios, even ourselves, when we realize that people are actually listening to us, I think we feel so comfortable and relaxed in the sense that we may say more than we wanted to actually share. But if you notice that no one is paying attention to you, Maybe I'm speaking, but I, everyone is busy on their phones. Sometimes you may feel like, why am I wasting my time? Why am I sharing this? Uh, after all, maybe I'm just speaking to myself. Maybe it's coming from this. When the person is looking at me, they are just seeing my lips opening. But their mind, their full attention is on their phones. Like I say, we are living in the world of communication whereby we carry our phones wherever we go. They are always with us. And uh, they are also smart, you know? 
they do have, we can put our phones on vibration. We can put our phones on silence. And they are there in front of us. They can distract us. And once my phone ring or maybe vibrate, my concentration will be diverted from whoever is talking to me to my phone. Now my concentration is on what's happening there. I'm curious. I want to know what is happening there. By doing so, we will miss the opportunity to listen to somebody. We miss the opportunity to learn. Maybe I may think, oh, there's nothing good that will come out of this person. But if you come up with an open mind, as an open-minded person, just do believe that anybody I meet, any person I come in contact with has something that I can learn, I can take from them. In that case, you won't miss, if you pay your attention, you are surely to pick one or two things from anybody. You are surely to learn one or two things, irregardless of someone's status, irregardless of someone's age, there is always something to learn. There's always something to take from anybody's conversation. So in this world we are living now, it's really hard. Like how when I say it's kind of a chaotic world, right? Everything is just chaos. Whereby you hear a lot of speaking when you go out there and just stand still for a minute, you hear the sounds coming from all over. Everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants self-validation. And we are missing the bigger point. To listen, understand, connect. Right? We are missing the things that are non-verbal. We are missing reading people. That is what is happening now. So listening still stands out and being something that I feel we should all practice. Whenever we get the chance, whenever you meet somebody new, um, I know there are some people say, oh, if I meet somebody for the first time, I'm not that kind of social. It's really hard for me to connect with people. I need to meet somebody twice, three times, or maybe know them at least for a month. Then I can start to open up and get to know them. But to me, I feel like meeting someone for the first time is enough if you are open-minded, if you are somebody who is ready to actually want to connect with people, meeting them once or being in the same place with them once is enough. It's enough because that's when you can actually know somebody in their vulnerability, right? Vulnerability, sorry. So that's when you can know that because there's no pretendence here. You are two strangers who are trying to understand each other. And like I say, some people are neighbors to say things, but you can read them. Some people cannot speak. Some people can speak, but you can still read what their words, right? You can still read their body language. They can speak a lot, but when you look at them, you can actually, you'll be able to see that, is this the truth? Is this a lie? You are able to read this if you are paying attention and listening to the person. All right, I want to also give reference to the book of um, Proverbs. That's Proverbs. Uh, give me a minute. Proverbs. Oh, sorry. It's James 1, 19 verse 20. 
I will read uh, if you want to check for it. If you are there, we can look together and I'll read. James 1, 19, verse 20. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness of God's desire. This one, like I gave an example of um, a situation whereby two people are fighting. In most cases, a fight will not start by just somebody seeing another one and they start striking on each other. It starts with speaking, exchange of words. So sometimes when somebody opens their mouth to start to speak, another person is always in a defensive mode. That whenever the person starts to speak, they already have answers or they are already ready to answer to that. Even when the person hasn't finished the sentence or the point they were trying to deliver, another one will have a point to crush that one. Hence, misunderstandings will happen because the other one is still trying to make you understand. The other one is still thinking that you are wrong. And then, if they are not careful, a fight will start. So hence, the book of James still tells us that be slow to speak and be quick to listen. Because when you listen, sometimes you find that you may go to see somebody, you may go to talk to somebody, you have heard somebody, maybe you have some issues with somebody. If you go to them, maybe you go there to confront them about this issue. But if you give the person a chance to explain why they say this or why they did this, you may find that you were angry for nothing. You may find that what they did or their actions were coming from the place of love. It was not hate. So when you are slow to this and try to understand why something happens, you find that some things that we worry more often about are not even worth it. We shouldn't even waste a minute of our time worrying on things that we don't know. Because if we just listen to somebody explaining, because I'm quite sure when we do things or when kids do something, our children, I, I have my son Tyler, and uh, most of the time he does things that I do not approve of. Sometimes he will do things that I once told him not to do, but he'll still do them. And sometimes I, as a parent, I feel like, where am I going wrong? Why can't this boy listen? Right? I told him not to do this, but he still do it anyway. Sometimes I'll be so angry. So since I started learning to listen, I want sometimes, because he's grown up now, so I felt like, Always shouting at him will not build anything. Always criticizing him will not change him. Rather, it will make him worse. It will make him a rebel. So these days, my approach with him is, I would like to understand why he did that thing, why he did such a thing. And he always has, have, has his own explanations on this. And some of the explanations are quite understandable. That I'll feel like, oh, if it were me, probably I'll do the same. 
Yeah, if I were his age, because he's too little to have those complications or have those, that mind that will figure out the repercussions of his actions now. When he's doing something now, it feels so good and so right for him. He doesn't know the consequences of his actions now. So he may feel, oh, that's nice. I think mom will be happy. If I take a pen and draw on the wall and draw a flower here, I think my mom is going to be so excited that my drawing skills have improved. But to me, when I look at that picture on the wall, the first thing that comes is like, why is this boy doing this? So that means I have to pay money to buy paint, to paint the wall. Does he even understand that this is costly? But to him, he feels like it looks so nice. Mom is going to be so happy that I drew something on the wall and it's so colorful. So his mind will not think out of that. His mind is just to make me proud of what he did at that particular moment. But he doesn't know that it's a cost for me. So when you ask him, you think, oh, because so sorry, I'm speaking Chinese, because he goes to a Chinese school. So when he comes, he say, oh, today in the arts, art class, we drew this picture. So when I drew on the wall, the when I drew a school, the teacher was so happy, the teacher praised me. The teacher said, my drawing skills have improved. <laughs> so when he came home, he wanted to surprise me. But then the surprise was put on a wrong place. So to me, the first thing that comes to my mind is the cost, right? That I, need, I have to buy paint. We have to, I probably have to pay somebody to come and paint the wall, right? Because we can't leave this painting on the wall, all right? But to him, it's a good gesture. It's a surprise for mom. That mom will be so excited to see that my drawing is, my, my drawing skills have improved, right? So in that case, sometimes, maybe if it, it were an, the old Rhoda, the old mom, I, the first thing that will come in my mind is to hit him. But then by looking at that and understanding that if I do that, it means I I will crush his uh, confidence. I will crush his confidence. So now by understanding and asking him why he did it and he explained to me, it kind of calm, it calms me. So okay, we can still buy paint and paint this, it's okay. But yeah, but here the way he is confident and seeing him sad about this, I think it will cause more damage, right? So this one is something that we can fix. Although we have to pay some money to fix this, it's okay. But crushing his confidence is something that will damage even his adulthood. So it's rather okay and praise him for that. Oh, you did a good thing. It's, it's nice, <laughs> we will deal with that and let it go. So in this, um, if you find that listening, like now, for me, I think it has changed a lot. I mean, like yesterday I was with a friend of mine. We don't always meet, but yesterday we had dinner together. And uh, for the first time during our friendship, yesterday we really 
had a deep conversation about day-to-day -day life and day-to-day uh, -day situations, especially the relationship with people that are around us. Um, my friend is always somebody who is against um, things like helping each other, helping other people, helping people who not who will not appreciate her. She's always against this. So, since we were friends for a long time, I never questioned why. But yesterday, I got the opportunity to ask because I wanted to understand why she is so negative about doing things for people. She is not so close to. So yesterday, she opened up to me for the first time. Why? And uh, it's not something that started now. It's not something that started when she came to China. But it's something that started in her childhood. She used to do things for people. She used to help people. But then she also learned at that time that people stopped validating her. People stopped appreciating her. She, also, she felt that at a certain point in her life, she felt used. She felt like people expected her to do certain things. Even without asking her, it was like they command her to do things. So from that time, she gave up on helping people. She said after she moved to China, she also helped people back from her country, in her country, who wanted to come to China. They will call her and ask her, beg her to find information on how they can come here, the process, and she would go out of her way to do this for them. She will listen and understand them and understand where they are coming from and help them. But she said what hurts me the most was when the people arrive in China, they will be in touch conducting her when they are on their way. But when they arrive in China, they don't, they will stop talking to her altogether. She will not know about what's happening to them. They will not conduct her. So she was like, she feels like her childhood memories will come back again and she feels she's used. Or she feels like some relationship with people were formed because of what they will get from her. And when people get what they want from her, they will just neglect her like that. So it's something that uh, when I was listening, so I, I, had, I understood where she was coming from. Now I understood why she is always negative when it comes to helping strangers, when it's, it comes to helping people that are not really close to her. It comes from a place of hurt. For her, there's nothing she can do about it. She feels like she has done her best. She has done her, her part, but she felt like people will never validate her. People will never appreciate her. Even when she has requests of her own, the same people will not give her a chance, will not even take their time to go out to help her. So in that, by just listening to her, it gave me this understanding that uh, sometimes when people act in certain ways, uh, we may be quick to judge or put them in certain positions that, oh, they are so ruthless, or they are heartless, or they are this. But the problem could be we don't understand the root of this. If we give them the chance and an ear to listen to them, they will tell us all we need to know.
And I felt like she was so vulnerable yesterday because I could see the hurt coming back because she said the most people who hurt me in my life are not strangers. They are family. And you know, it's really hard to get over that such kind of hurt. It's really hard. So for her, I could see, I could understand or what I could do I tried to use the scriptures to her. I tried to tell her, no, when you do good, you don't do good so that people will appreciate or give you credit. No, do good just because you want to do good. What does your intuition say? How do you feel about it? If you feel good about it, do it irregardless, right? Do it. It doesn't matter if people appreciate you or not. But by listening to her, Probably if it were me, yeah, I would do good. I will, I will help people if I have the ability or if I have the necessary things or the information needed to help somebody, I will put up myself there and help. I will not look for a payment in return. I will not look for validation. I will do what I can do, regardless of what the person will do to me. So that doesn't matter. So by just listening to her, she did open up to me and I understand why she is, she reacts to things and she judges things the way she does. I understand and I cannot change her. I understand and I appreciate her. She's my friend. She does things for me. She does favors for me. I do the same for her. But she has her boundaries with other people and I understand that. I also want to give another example in our day-to-day -day life and also when and how we listen to God in our daily life. Um, sometimes, uh, well, in the past, I used to think that when people say, ah, I heard from God, God is speaking to me, I thought maybe God will come at your door and knock and say, hey, Rhoda, I'm here. Do this, do that. Don't do this, don't do that. I used to think that it's, the loudest voice that you can hear when you are about to do something or when you ask God to intervene, when you are confused, you don't know what to do. I used to think God will come in person to tell you this. So I used to look at the people when they are addressing this, uh, when they are talking of how God has been speaking to them. And I used to wonder, wow, they must be special or they must have something really special about them such so God can visit them and talk to them. Yeah, I always, I used to wonder. But then later through my studies, I realized that God speaks to us always, all the time, even right here, God can speak to you. But you need to listen. You need to be still because God's voice is calm. It is still. When you don't pay attention, you miss it. I'll give you an example. There are some situations that God's voice doesn't come as a voice that comes. It may be a feeling. It may be an uneasiness, a form of uneasiness in a situation. For example, I don't know if you've ever had this. For me, I used to be a shopaholic, which I tried and I worked so hard to deliver myself from being a shopaholic. I would go to a mall just for window shopping and I will convince myself that I will not buy anything. I'm just there to look, but I'll come out with bags. 
impulse buying. It always happens, right? When I go back home, I'll realize I don't need this thing. Or there are some things that I'll look at and ask myself, what were I thinking? Why did I buy this? It doesn't look good on me. I don't even like it, but I have it. Why did I buy it? I always had this why, 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 why? Because that was the shopaholic spirit in me. That if you see the price, oh, because now it's $9.99, I think it's cheap now. The original price was $10, now it's $9.99. I feel like, wow, that's a huge save. I'm going to save here, it's cheap, it's a sale. Yet it's just something to confuse you. It's not really cheap. It's just a sand difference, right? So nowadays, like I, I think you feel that way too, that sometimes when you walk in a mall or in a shop, you pick something, you feel like it's the right way to do, you feel like the universe is speaking to you that you need this thing, it's very important. If you walk out of this shop without it, it's a total loss. I don't know, have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt that? That you really need something, even if you've never planned on having it. But because you saw it for the first time, you suddenly have a need to have it. And then you pick it. You go to the checkpoint with it. You want to pay for it. And then something within you will kind of like something is fighting with you. You feel so uneasy to take the money and pay for it. You have suddenly, you have so many questions in your head. Do I really need it? Mm, should I take it? Should I? You are like you are having a debate in your head. And maybe if you finally win this debate, you'll get the guts to take that thing, put it back, walk out of the shop. This way, I think, is another way God is speaking to us too. Say, so you don't need it. You don't need it. So your mind will fight for this thing. And if you are somebody who listens attentively, you will surely win this battle. You will return this thing and walk up because you don't need it. But in some cases, we may say, hey, I feel this voice is Satan speaking to me. Go away, Satan. I need this. And I'll get it and go. But you find that if you fight with the voice in your head that is pushing you or that is telling you to stop doing something. In most cases, I'll say 90% of the times, you find that you regret. That's where regret comes in. Because you were fighting with God's word. God was telling you, by making you feel uncomfortable in a situation or in doing something, it was a way God was telling you that this thing is not right for you. Maybe a better thing is coming, but this one is not for you. I want to also uh, talk about a situation that once happened to me. I went to Wego. We know, yeah, that's a very popular mall, right? And uh, if you go during the, I think it's June, during the summertime, they usually have sales. And I remember that some three years ago. I still remember this situation because it's something that I regret to this day. But I can't re really change it. But I still I learned a lesson out of it. So when I was while I was there, I went to Nike shop, and I saw this pair of sneakers. Like I say, that one cent thing, ninety nine ninety nine. I saw the sneakers. I felt so good about them. I tried them. I didn't plan on buying them. Remember, I was here window shopping. I got the sneakers. I bought them. I took them home, and I never wore them. 
Then one day, I was walking. I went to this shop. Uh, I saw the exact same kind of sneakers, the exact same kind of sneakers, and they were being sold half the price. Now, I came to think of, okay, but the voice was fighting with me not to get the stickers. But the fact that there was a big placard written sale and there was a difference of a cent. Now it makes sense. A cent, a one yuan, I think. It felt so good for me to have it. But if I had waited, if I had waited, I would have bought them maybe two pairs in this shop. I regretted. Up to this day, I regretted that sometimes um, I often hear people say, when you really need something, maybe they'll also learn uh, the hard way. If you really need something that you didn't plan on buying, if you go to the supermarket or wherever, you see something that you suddenly feel that it's useful in your life, go home, give it a um, 72-hour rule. Do you know about that? The 72, is it 72 hour rule? I forgot, I'm not quite sure, but maybe three days, right? Yes, give it a 72 hour rule. If you still have that urge to have that thing, then go for it. It means it's uh, essential, it's necessary. You're gonna benefit from it. But if you, once you go home and that feeling is no longer there, there's no need to go back there. But sometimes we overlook on that. We just see you, you suddenly picture an event or a situation where that thing will be so perfect. Without thinking, we open our wallets. Now, nowadays it's even easier, you know, because we use uh, Alipay and uh, WeChat. So we feel like, oh, I'm not spending my money. You just scan and you go. You feel like it's not your money. It's somebody's money you're spending or they just gave it to you. You don't really actually feel it. Like when you are, we're going to count the, 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 the knots, right, and, and give to the cashier, then you can say, oh, really, I'm really giving 200 yuan for this? Maybe your heart will beat a little. But nowadays, we don't have those heartbeats at all because we just can't put... A, and to make even matters worse, we even use face ID to pay. So you don't have a feeling at all. Maybe if you do the process of putting your password, maybe while you are putting the numbers, your mind may think straight or you can come back to your senses. But nowadays you just scan, face, pay. Within a second, you are having your backs, you are moving, you are going out. So no feeling whatsoever. You only have the good feelings about something. But two days, a day later, you wore it once, you use it once, it doesn't have any use again in your life. That's when we start to regret and wonder, maybe someday, three days later, I mean, a month later, you come across that thing or that purchase. You ask yourself, what were I thinking? Who forced me to buy this thing? Do I need it? Who wants it? Nobody wants it. Now you are forced to throw in the garbage. It's useless. So sometimes if we take our time to listen, because I think every place we are, everywhere we go, God speaks to us. Before you make a decision, before you, you make a choice about something, if you take time to pause and listen, I'm sure God will speak to you. You will hear that voice. If you feel really good about the decision you are going to make, 
they know God is giving you a go ahead. If you feel uneasy and you have questions and doubts about what you are going to do, the decision you are going to make is also God's way to say, no, wait, you don't need this. You need to walk away. It's not necessary. It happens a lot. I think you can all relate situations in your own lives whereby you did things irregardless of the voice speaking in your head. You try to push it back. You try to not even think about it. And even though, some, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Sometimes when I'm making decisions or when I'm about to make a bad decision, to be precise, a bad decision, there's always a fight in my head. I will feel it. I'll feel something telling me, no, 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 irregardless of, I'm, I'm so into it. I'm so passionate about it. But I often hear this voice. I often hear this sound in my head that pushes me or tells me, no, no, no. And if I go ahead, it all results in regrets. It happens to me a lot. I don't know if it does happen to you. I don't know if you have ever experienced this. So I think this is an ability. If you haven't started having this, if you haven't started hearing these voices in your heart, or if you have been waiting for that loud voice like I used to do when I was little, I think start to find a place, a place where it is quiet. You stand still there. Be calm there. God will speak to you. God will speak to you. So with this being said, um, I hope that all of us will try to practice this listening, either listening to our counterparts, listening to our colleagues, listening to our children, listening to even strangers. We are able to learn a lot out of them. We are able to understand more than we thought we knew people. When you give them your ear, when you listen to them, you are able to know, you are able to pick, you are able to see where you should fit in in their lives. Sometimes by listening, you just know that mm -mm, this is not the place for me. The more you listen and the less you speak, the more good things come your way. The more mistakes, uh, the, the less mistakes you make, the more the better things and good things come your way. So with this being said, I want to end my message today saying, uh, if it's something that we haven't been practicing, let's, as we walk out of these doors today, um, let's try to give a moment in our maybe prayer rooms, in our comfort places. Let's try to give an ear and try to hear what God is trying to say to us. Let's try to give an ear to a child who's crying to a child who is shouting and try to understand why they are making such actions, why they are being or acting in such a way, we may understand or we may come to realize that it's not only the noises that are, we are hearing, but it's also a cry for help or a cry for need. So every day, if we try to do this, I think we'll be creating a better world where not only our children will be successful, not only the generation, the new generation or the young generation we are now will also have to tackle, go through conflicts, fights, 
and things that we can resolve. If we start to teach our children the importance of listening, we may have stopped a lot of disadvantages that were going to happen in their lives in the future. We may have stopped all the suffering and create a happy and joyous world for the next generation. Thank you. We may finish. Thank you, Rana. Uh, yes, last